Welcome back to the Girl Scout Troop Leader Experience Podcast. Okay, I'm working on a Bronze Award episode for you guys, and I have my notes and stuff in order, but I'm trying to put together like a packet that you can download. Um, That's not ready yet. So anyway, hence the delay on on any episodes this week, but since that one's not ready yet, Let's talk about the new badges and awards. Uh, If you missed it, GSUSA just came out with a whole series of new badges that includes lots of new STEM badges, which goes really well with my last episode, so I thought we should talk about those a little bit. Um, They also updated the cookie pins and some other stuff, so let's dive in. First, let's talk about the coding for good badges. Now, one of the things I think is super cool about these badges is that there's both a plugged and an unplugged version. So, that means if you have girls who don't have their own devices or if you're meeting in a place without computer access or whatnot, you can still do these badges. In fact, in the initial testing phases, the unplugged versions actually even got slightly better reviews from girls and volunteers who participated. A lot of computer science students in college and higher level education actually report that often initial lessons are learned unplugged, so without a computer. It actually helps drive home the concepts sometimes a little better than jumping right to a computer does. So don't feel like these badges are inaccessible if you don't have access to a bunch of computers for a troop meeting. That's always my knee-jerk reaction when I hear about computer-oriented STEM badges. I'm like, okay, well, we don't have computer lab access, so... But anyway, it's really cool to hear that they have an unplugged version. So, girls today are exposed to a lot of ideas about coding. They generally know what coding is and what it's for from a very young age. However, in true GSLE fashion, We want to make sure we're driving home the message that you can actually use coding to solve problems. So girls are learning about coding in these badges from the perspective of how does it help solve problems? To give you some perspective about the progression involved here, because coding for good badges are available from Daisy to Ambassador, let's look at what it looks like as girls grow. There's three badges at each level in the Coding for Good series, and I'm going to start with Coding Basics. So there's a Coding Basics badge for every single level. Daisies are learning fundamentally, like, what are algorithms and how do they work? Do you know what an algorithm is? Because it's simply a procedure or a set of steps that solves a problem. This procedure or these steps go in a specific order and often they involve some repetition. So daisies are gonna be learning like what algorithms are and how to create one, and they're going to explore the idea that sorting is a type of algorithm and a type of problem that algorithms can solve and how that works. By the way, did you know that sorting and categorizing is math? Categorizing and sorting is how the human brain understands and processes the world, and that's how computers understand and process the world, too. Pretty cool, huh? 
If you listened to the last episode, you probably remember that one of the biggest emphasis points of why Girl Scouts focuses on STEM programming is to expose girls to STEM career opportunities. So the remaining part of the Coding Basics badge for daisies is around learning about women in computer science. Brownies are learning about how computers follow a sequence in an algorithm and they start learning about looping or the repetition that is super common in algorithms. They are also learning about what's called events, which are essentially like trigger points to make things happen in an algorithm. They also learn about women in computer science. (laughs) Juniors are continuing to practice loops and understanding how computers follow sequences, but they're adding a new level of complexity and depth to algorithms, which is conditionals. So like a if this, then this, or this happens only if X, Y, and or Z. And again, they'll also learn about women in computer science. Cadets are going to learn about functions and arguments, and they'll love this part. They're going to explore how memes are created. They're going to write the code to create their own meme with positive messaging and share it. Seniors are learning how to use functions to create a self-portrait. They're also going to practice using code to create a portrait of a famous woman. They'll learn about computer logic and if statements, and they're going to use computer logic to create a quiz show. And ambassadors are learning about functions through song lyrics, learning about loops through song patterns, writing a duet with algorithms, and coding a performance routine, so like an actual song and dance routine. As far as progression goes, you can see how it starts with like, what is an algorithm and how do algorithms work and all the different things that girls learn at higher levels and with more complexity as they get older. Pretty neat. Maybe you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, they're speaking my language. I'm so excited to share algorithms and functions with my girls. But most likely you're probably like, okay, well, We've already exhausted pretty much everything I know about algorithms in this podcast, and this was very surface level, so how the heck am I supposed to help girls with engaging program opportunities around algorithms? Or even more so, maybe you're thinking, who in the heck thinks algorithms sound fun? Are they serious right now? Just the word makes me want to take a nap. So, I have a couple of tips for you. For one, I think I will work on, at a later date, some meeting plans and activity suggestions that will help better understand and picture what these meetings could look like. And secondly, similarly, you can actually already access meeting plans on the volunteer toolkit or the VTK on your council's website right now. So you can go ahead and look at the meeting plans and activities that they've already put together for you. And again, like I told you earlier, They have both a plugged and an unplugged version. And thirdly, find alumni and community members in your area who are already experts at this stuff. Send them the requirements or a screenshot from the Badge Explorer and invite them to come work with your girls on the programming. This could even be college students or something. Fourth suggestion, get some other troop leaders in your area or community or service unit or whatever you call it or even non-troop leaders, but just other adults that you're friends with, and try out your activity ideas or whatever with other adults. If you guys are learning together and practicing together before you're working with the girls on this material, 
you're going to get your own training and development and build your own confidence and competence around the topics. Make sense? Just some ideas. Okay, so the other two badges in the Coding for Good series are digital game design and app design. So we are starting with daisies, doing activities like planning out a maze game and building it and testing it, all the way up to learning about how apps collect and utilize data, developing app prototypes, understanding decision trees, and coding characters for more complex games. I personally think this is really, really cool and so relevant today. A former coworker of mine, she was like an intern developer basically, was a computer science major in college and one of her big projects for her classwork was to design an app that solved a problem as part of a team. She and her classmates actually designed an app from scratch that would help you maximize your trip to Disneyland, essentially figuring out like the best route you should take to navigate the park effectively taking into consideration the hitting the rides you want to hit in a like logical order and hopefully to have the shortest ride times or wait times I guess the ride times would be the same the wait times the shortest wait times Um, so these are the kinds of skills that we're helping girls develop in Girl Scouts with this kind of a badge series where they can identify problems like that that could be solved through coding and app design So that's just a quick example. All right, next category, cybersecurity. So the younger girl badges, the DBJ badges for cybersecurity actually came out last year. We didn't have any for CSA and now we do. So there's three cybersecurity badges at each level. And at face value, I personally was never excited about cybersecurity badges. I think algorithms sound potentially fun, but cybersecurity to me sounds as dry as algorithms might sound to you. I acknowledge that it's important and frankly related, but it just sounds so boring. So I never even really looked into the cybersecurity badges for DBJ very much. However, hearing more about the higher level cybersecurity badges makes me a little more understanding of how they can be interesting because listen, I get it. It's really important and really relevant today. Everyone in lots of sources are collecting our data and using our data, and every company that collects and uses our data is responsible for it and for its security, and yada yada. So anyway, the youngest girls are learning about how computers are connected and what information is private and learning about searching and observation, and then as they get a little older, learning about creating multi-layered security and how information travels online and what a computer virus is, and what malware is, and how those work. But the oldest girls are able to learn about hackers, how to crack codes and passwords, how hackers can actually help identify and solve problems. They're learning about careers in cybersecurity and hacking, and they're even simulating a hacker attack situation to better understand what kind of threats exist and how big companies and governments might need to navigate those situations. I mean, intense. Another one that came out for DBJ last year, but not for CSA, was the Think Like a Citizen Scientist Journey series. So at the DBJ level, this was learning about the scientific method, making observations and collecting data, and of course, planning a take action project. Now, the CSA versions that just came out are similar, but they add like making a community field guide, making observations and hypotheses about your environment, and so on. I think the 
the idea of understanding what a citizen scientist is and relating it back to being observant and aware of your surroundings and just that general investigative muscle of being able to assess things and infer things by observing and noting what's going on around you is very important for a million reasons and it just makes girls more well-rounded but this is another one that just always kind of sounded less fun to me at least at face value so my troop has never done it however i think this is another one with big potential for me to write an episode and a pdf about how we can 10x the program to make it as high impact and engaging as possible we also got new outdoors badges for all six levels now this is one where the badge explorer does literally nothing to help you because <laughs> the requirements for all the new badges across all the levels are the same basically which is <laughs> choose your adventure understand what gear you're gonna need plan and prepare set a goal and train and then go do it <laughs> you're definitely going to get more information from the VTKA for those. So every level got two new outdoor badges, trail adventure and snow or climbing adventure. I think snow or climbing adventure is actually quite funny because I feel like they wanted to set it up so it could be relevant no matter where you are. But also I heard it described, for example, at the daisy level as like, they can go play in the snow or they can learn about climbing. And like, okay, both are fun, but just not exactly relevant to one another. I don't know. I don't know why these were combined instead of separate badges, I guess. Like, I live in the desert, but it's okay with me if they come out with a line of snow badges as well as a line of climbing badges. <laughs> we may not have as much opportunity to do the snow ones, but I mean... <laughs> like lots of other girls in the country do so it wouldn't bother me but whatever who am i okay trail adventure has also been getting a little bit of an interesting reaction because for brownies for example they have a badge already called hiker so it's like okay they're gonna learn about what gear they need planning and preparing for a hike training or whatever and then actually going on a hike oh and i think bringing a snack or something so like the main difference in the requirements is that the hiker badge, you get to bring a snack. <laughs> but trail adventure and the snow or climbing adventure badge are like emphasis on the adventure bit. So this is GSUSA responding to the massive clamoring of girls and volunteers for more high adventure badge work. Basically, the snow and climbing adventure and the trail adventure are meant to be high adventure activities. So part of this would be knowing what opportunities there even are. More difficult or compelling hikes, trail running, and so on. I do like that GSUSA is embracing that girls and volunteers have been expressing a desire to maintain a high priority of outdoor adventures in the programming. <laughs> we aren't only interested in just learning coding and cybersecurity type stuff. We want to be active and exploring the world. And so GSUSA, I feel, is really giving us options to explore the world and be active in a bunch of different ways. We're learning about the online world and the physical world, and we're learning how to connect the two and helping girls understand their place in both and also how they relate to each other. That is just so valuable, especially with citizen scientists as like a little bit of a bridge between the two. So, if you look at the actual VTK and stuff for more info on these outdoor badges, some examples of actual activities are like 
jogging and trail running or learning about different types of hikes like night hikes, beach hikes, color hikes, um, long hikes, more challenging hikes, backpacking trips as the girls get a little bit older, and then things like playing in the snow, bouldering at a rock climbing gym, cross-country skiing, snowboarding, recreational tree climbing, who even knew that was a thing? Um, but it's like climbing trees with ropes and harnesses. <laughs> Outdoor rock climbing, overnight snow camping, winter backpacking, and so on. Okay, next, let's talk about the space science badges. This is another example of DBJ badges that had already come out, and now they added them for CSA. DBJs are activities like learning about the sun, moon, and stars, learning about the tools and instruments used to explore the sky and space, like telescopes, <laughs> and so on. So CSA then is learning about light and how we use the principles of light to make discoveries about the universe and space science. And of course, it's also exploring career opportunities with NASA. We also have a little more info now about the World Thinking Day Award and the Global Action Award for 2020. Now, for those of you who don't know, every year the World Association of Girl Guides and Girl Scouts, which is WAGS, comes out with new requirements for those two awards. So World Thinking Day is February 22nd every year, and the idea is that if all around the world, Girl Scouts and Girl Guides were taking action on these two things that year, then imagine how much of an impact we could truly make on whatever the highlighted topic or issue is. So World Thinking Day for 2020 is going to be about diversity, equity, and inclusion. The Global Action Award is focused on gender equality. So girls will be learning about what that means, connecting with the issue in their community and around the world, and completing a take action project to make the world a more equal place. The last thing I'm gonna to touch on today is the updates to the cookie activity pin. So the cookie activity pin as we know it is officially retired now. 2019 was the last season of those little diamond colored pins. To recap the way those worked, Every level earned the same pin and the requirements were the same at every level and every year the little diamond shaped pin was just a new color. Those also moved up from year to year on the uniform so girls would have cookie activity pins essentially from every year they sold cookies. There are requirements but like basically if girls participated in the cookie sale they probably earned it. Okay now they're actually going to have them organized more like almost like my promise, my faith, sort of, where there's specific ones for Daisy Year One, Daisy Year Two, Brownie Year One, Brownie Year Two, and so on and so forth, all the way up to Ambassador Year One and Ambassador Year Two. And the requirements for each level are going to be different. So every year, girls have the opportunity to earn a new pin, and there is built-in progression in how complex and involved the requirements are as girls are getting older. These are also no longer going to move up from level to level, so the pins are going to stay on the uniform they were earned on. And also, these requirements will not get updated every year, nor will the pins retire every year, so they are A, easy to replace, and B, consistent for like all juniors, consistent for all cadets, etc, etc. I'm personally somewhat torn on this, as the cookie activity pin was an easy one for multi-level troops to do all together as a big group. And we can still essentially do the same thing we were already doing. It's just going to take a little bit more focus and planning 
on the ways the requirements differ from level to level and ensuring that the girls are each participating in true progression. The pins are pretty cute. They are round and they have cookie images on them, so I like the new look and the branding a lot. It fits with the branding style way better than the rainbow diamond shapes because they've gone through so many colors that some of those colors are starting to get really weird and a little off. Also, it's really convenient that they won't really be out of the pins and then you're like scouring eBay or Facebook Marketplace or whatever trying to find the pins if your girls gets lost or broken. I also think the progression is actually much more appropriate for GSLE and GSUSA's current program emphasis and I think it just makes a lot of sense and it feels like it fits better. So to get the requirements for these badges and awards, you can definitely get a snapshot look from the GSUSA Badge Explorer, which I will link to in the show notes, plus you can buy the little packets from the council shop. But what GSUSA really wants you to do is access this info in the VTK. So that's going to be your best bet for getting the whole lowdown. Okay, tell me what you think. Are you excited for the new badges? Are you going to be trying any of them out with your troop? And what types of badges do you really want to see in the future? Let me know. That's all for today's episode. We want to tell your story too. If you or someone you know is interested in being on the podcast, Check us out at www.girlscoutpodcast.com. We want to hear from you. This podcast is not affiliated with or endorsed by GSUSA. It is completely run by volunteers and girls. Follow us online. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or at www.girlscoutpodcast.com.